Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert. That's Joe Idoni. This is the Preferred Lines podcast. You'll follow us on Twitter at Preferred Lines and see us streaming there each and every Tuesday night, cracking beers and chatting the golf betting board. Woo! A winner. Three in a row, Joe. God, why didn't I just listen to you? Uh, you what up? You told me what to do, and I just ignored it. I said, no, I'm going to go with Brooks, and I'm going to think of my own thoughts. But you won again. Congratulations, Cameron. You, got, you got fooled by Brooks. It's happened to the best of us. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. It's fun to be on a, a nice little run here. We'll see if we can keep it rolling uh, at the Sony. Well, yes, and I don't know. I didn't really pay much attention to the jock market leaderboard over the week but i assume you were up there too with your cameron smith shares didn't have any cameron smith so no i oh, wasn't shit. wildly up there no i didn't have any cam smith and jock market wish i did certainly but uh it was a good week yeah i wanted to remind people that this program is brought to you by our friends at the jock market that's a partnership that we like because this app joe is the best form of legal gambling besides DraftKings. basically it's a stock market for sports you could do it for basketball you could do it for football you could do it for golf and then on wednesdays you can watch joe talk to rick run good and they run down the final half hour or so of the ipo and then players are in your portfolio you could trade them throughout the weekend and then you cash in on sunday it's a great app it's fun yeah. you could sign up using the promo code pl and they'll match you up to 50 bucks maybe 100 i'm not sure but it's a yeah. good app if you haven't downloaded it and you haven't deposited do it with pl now try it out cheers cheers buddy uh yeah jock market i actually like it better than DraftKings, if i'm being really? quite honest yeah uh, i enjoy DraftKings as well but it's some of it feels like you're competing against really really sharp people and like algorithms and computers in jock market you're kind of just competing against yourself right True. and the expectations so um yeah ipo hour is fun check out rick and i's show tomorrow night i think we start at 8 15 uh, over on his YouTube channel, but excited to do preferred lines uh, and, and talk betting board for the Sony. That's right, baby. We have another betting board and it's filled with juicy names. It's a full field event. We're at the Sony Open in Hawaii and it is good times because guess what? At the tippity tip top, you're going to find your boy, Cameron Smith. He's coming back. Is he going to win back to back? He's won here before. Uh you know, it's one of those weird things, Chad, right, where we, like, talk about golf is, like, the only sport like this where you can be playing great and win, and it, like, downgrades you the following week somehow. I don't know if that just lives in our brain hmm. or that's a real thing. I, I like – I think this is a tournament that is better suited for his particular skill set. Uh, but, yeah, I, I can't bet him here, like, 10 to 1, sub 10 to 1 in some spots. Um I was going to ask you, should, should we even, should we ever bet the favorite? So I was going to run some numbers. I have pinned on my uh, Twitter page right now, like a graphic I did sort of analyzing last year's data of where the winners come from, right? Okay. What range is the most profitable to pick? Now it's a little bit skewed because people stagger their bets and you don't know how many guys are quite in that range, but I would say uh, if you bet guys 10 to 1 and under, if you bet every guy 10 to 1 and under throughout the season, you are going to lose a ton of money. <laughs> right. 
I think that's a terrible strategy in golf, especially when you can get really good players in the mid twenties, in the thirties. We know that you can hit a couple long shots throughout the year. Okay. Uh, I just feel like that's really tough to get back. Only two favorites all last year in the PGA Tour Super Season, the most events ever coming into the event, actually won. Okay. Uh, and one of them was the U.S. Open when John Rahm won. When I think that he was like a really big favorite there. He was playing awesome. He was going back to Tory where he won. And the other one was Spieth at the AT&T that he won, where actually he went off as a slight favorite. So those okay. were the only two tournaments the entire season last year where the, where the favorite came in and won. Okay, so we're not back on Cam Smith. We like him maybe on DraftKings because you can get him still and you don't have to worry about the win necessarily. Yeah. But we're, we're betting outright, so we want to get a winner. Is it going to be Webb Simpson at 12 or wherever? Here, throw up that betting board, Jish Swish. Forgot to mention our friend behind the computer, Josh Bennett. He's going to be helping us out, throwing up the leaderboard or the betting board. Uh, <clears throat> follow us on YouTube if this is uh, if you're listening to this in your car on iTunes. I'll try to do the best to describe what we're looking at here, and it is Cameron Smith. We know that. It's Webb Simpson right behind him. He's about 10, 12, 15 to 1, wherever you go. Sung J.M. is the next name in line. You got Hideki Matsuyama there. They're in the teens some places, most places. You got Mark Leishman. He's fitting under 20 to 1. If you could have get him earlier in the week at 20 to 1, same with Corey Connors. You're probably feeling good about that. Are you feeling good about taking an 18 or 17 or 16 on these names now? Not really. I wanted to bet Webb. Um, I knew the number was going to be low. I was kind of hopeful that um, given that we just didn't see him and he didn't play very well at the hero the last time out that we saw him either, uh, that we would I would get like a 20 to 1. Now, that was wishful thinking. Obviously, mm -hmm. it would have helped yeah. to have Bryson not withdraw from this event, which kind of screwed that out of there. Um, but yeah, I. I He's number one in my model. I, I like to kind of, if the number is, I think, decent, blindly bet that most weeks and just sort of trust that because when it hits and he showed up number one and I don't have him, I just feel dumb. So last week that guy was Cam Smith. That's why I took a really, sh what I thought was a shorter number on Cam Smith than we're used to ever betting at 22 to one. I might get there with Webb. But not quite yet. Okay. Sung Jay at 16, 17 is tough as well. Um, anything here that you see that you like, Chad? Well, yeah, right when uh, I opened up the betting board and you can see Sung JM at 20 to 1 in this field. That's what I fired off a bet on Sung JM, baby. Uh, okay. But when he trickles all the way down to 12, Sometimes <clears throat> you can't go there then. Okay. And also it's tough to tout that too. Like I'm trying to tell people to go in and sung Jay and do I believe it as much as I did uh, Monday that I do on Wednesday. So you're, so you're kind of torn as the guy that's putting out picks or trying to tell people to go after guys or putting a house on someone <laughs> It changes. So I don't know, but like Leishman felt good. Now, again, Joe, does it really fucking matter what the number is if you pick the winner? No, you're going to make a lot of money on these 20 to ones or 18 to ones, 17 to ones, same difference. So, yeah, Mark Leishman now played, oh, pretty well last week. We He's a winner on tour, someone that's actually played well in the fall swing, a couple top fives there. Mark Leishman looks like someone that you should maybe fire off on, even if the number did move down a little bit. You on Leishman? I'm not on Leishman. Um, it's a number that golly 20 to one even sub that in some places like DraftKings, he's down to 16 to one right now i can't get there on him i just i don't think he's quite good enough of a putter 
And I think that kind of hurt him last week because I watched a lot of the round that he played with Brooks and he was really outplayed him all the way around from tee to green. He just couldn't make many eight foot putts. And that's the difference between a guy like Cameron Smith, who seemingly like turns a 15 foot putt. It has like a make rate on 15 footers as guys do on like four footers. The kid was uh, stone cold. And I was came away with that thing. Really impressed with Cam Smith. I have a couple of futures on him that we talked about in the future show coming into the year uh, that I think are very well suited. Now that he's added a little bit of distance, now that he's added confidence and taking down the top players in the world. Um, that kid is great. I think he's a lot better than Mark Leishman right now. I, I'm just not there. Okay. Um, well, here's, here's another thought. right now. Here's another thought with the Leishman thing. Like they're friends, Cam Smith, Mark yeah. Leishman, Aussies. Do you get the thought maybe sometimes you see a friend do something and maybe you got a little extra chip or a little extra want in your in your pipe there? So uh maybe it's like, hey, Cam's going, Oh, it's your turn now. Go get it, Mark. And Mark's like, Okay, this is my week. I've had a good fall swing. I'm losing weight. I love drinking beer and mowing my lawn. I want to get back there. I want to buy another big old house with some a million dollar check. I think Mark Leishman, baby, let's go. But so or, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because <clears throat> there has like that has shown to be true, particularly with Aussies, that they kind of win in they bunches. Like yeah. uh, we saw Lucas Herbert win in the fall. Um, all of them played yeah. really well last week, including our guy Cam Davis, including Matt Jones, who was ridiculous. Right. Uh, so these guys like. So they play really well in Hawaii and Leishman actually talked about it in one of his interviews and he was like, it's just the laid back sort of atmosphere of Hawaii just really fits with how they're brought up okay. and puts them totally at ease and they always play well there. And he like validated it in a sense. Um, so we look for these guys who come over there because they're able to play through winter in Australia. They're able to usually start the season out hot. We've seen Leishman win early in the year through the California swing. We've seen Cam Smith play well there. Um, so I think there may be something actually to that mm -hmm. enough that makes me want to bet him around 20 to one. I'm not quite there. Okay. Maybe we can talk about your guy Cameron Davis in a minute there because that's somebody that you could go after. But we're not quite there yet. You got to get through the 20s, and the 20s include somewhere in some places still include M, Leishman, and Connors. However, probably not. Too late. Nah is there. Abraham answer. You got those guys really around 22, 25 to 1, wherever you're betting. Harris English, another name in the 20s. Kevin Kisner is now in the 20s. Is that right? Yep. Russell Henley's here, and then you got Taylor Gooch. Any interest in these names? Uh, yeah, I'll fire off my first bet on Taylor Gooch at 35 to 1. I saw enough last week. He really didn't putt very well at all, but he did some other things really nicely. He gained strokes, I believe, in every other category that I was looking at at least. Um, great on approach right now. I, I like him on this type of course setup with smallish greens with really small fairways that demand precision and accuracy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that he's well suited to play well here. He, he had probably the best fall of any player. Now, granted, a lot of the big guys weren't there, um, but I really like him this week. Let's not forget he won the last full field cut style event that we saw on the PGA tour. So uh, I think he can continue it here. I think you're getting a pretty good price on him around 35 to one this week. Look, he was like this price or maybe like 30 to one last week, right? He was 35 to one last week in a ridiculous field. So um, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's my first bet on the board and I feel pretty good about it at 35 to one. 
it might be the time to bet a long shot, but we'll get to those long shots in a second. I'm I'm on I'm on Gooch with you. I love the stats. I love the confidence. Strokes gain confidence, dude. You have to utilize that sometimes where you know this dude's firing it up and he's happy about life and he just wants to prove it. And dude, have you ever gotten in those modes? I saw you tweet about how you're like low. Uh, yeah, so I need to probably clarify that. That was with handicap strokes. Right. So right. I don't shoot 65s, guys. Uh, but it was my lowest career round. So I shot my lowest round ever with a 76 with Andy like two months ago. Okay, yep. And I bested that. I shot 73 this weekend with an eight with a snowman on the second oh. hole. Oh, my goodness. Which is a par five. So I started okay, off three helps. over through yeah. two and okay. played the following 16 holes, two under, which huh. is insane for me. Like, but, that's too good. So but you anyways, were in the zone yeah. a little. What's that? Were you in the zone? You yeah. So okay, I yeah. subscribe to theory. Like, it's, it's so much about it when – Things are going wrong and you just take, for instance, like going to a driving range. Just not even talk about the course. When things aren't right, you think a lot like oh, they're on the driving range. You think about setup. You think about grip. You think about posture. You think mm-hmm. about aiming points. You think mm-hmm. about so much shit goes on in your brain. Mm-hmm. I think it's only natural that this happens probably to a lesser degree to a PGA tour player, right? When the ball's not going where you expect it to go and their expectations are far superior to ours, mm-hmm. you start to question things and wonder why. Um, when things are going well, you're not even thinking. Like, you don't think about your grip. You don't think about how far you're standing away from the ball, your yeah, follow through, any of this shit. You're just cruising and you're just playing golf and you're just trying to make good shots. Um, well, not only so, yeah. that. Dude, you like want to show off a little bit too. You're like excited. You're like 98 yards. Are you kidding me? Fuck yeah, let's go. Or like you hit it perfect to where you want it. And you're like, uh-huh, and you're just ready to eat some of that. And so yeah. I think Gooch is in that position. It's weird to say a Taylor Gooch might be one of the best players in this field. So bet him for sure at the 20s. But it's also weird how like, like these guys can keep it going. I can't keep it going. Like I'm guaranteed to shoot like an 89 the next time out. I shot like an 87 in between those two great rounds. So uh, yeah, these guys, I have a a higher degree of confidence that they will be able to continue a run of good form for more (laughs) than just one round. Dude, you saw it. The guys that were really good out the gate were the guys that were in the tour championship at the top. So, I mean, yeah, it's weird how it's only been a month. So it's you not know, like I was like, looking oh. it trying to, and I'm going to try to put something together similar to the uh, the graphic that I put on last season's winners. But what attribute in terms of PGA Tour ranking, right? When you look mm-hmm. at stats from last season, on mm-hmm. like an aggregate on the whole, those guys who are in the Tour Championship, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you think their average rank is is best? Like, are they? The best, like, do they, if you take all 38 guys, do they mm-hmm. average, like, 38th in approach? Do they average 38th in fairways? Do they average, are they all, like, great putters above average? I think, this isn't looking at stats, but driving distance is probably huge. Like, I would imagine that of those 38 guys, yeah, ask Josh. there's a solid percentage of them who are up there in the top 20 in terms of driving distance. Like, right. if you could pick one thing to sort of lead you to success and victories over anything, and we always say, like, ball striking, right? It's PGA Tour. It's all about yeah. ball striking. It's all about approach. Maybe it's just fuck it. Maybe it's just take the guys that hit it the farthest. Bingo. They win the most. Yeah. 
and they know that the putter is going to find themselves or is not whatever. They don't need to even practice the wedges because those are dialed in. They've been dialed in since they were 16 years old. So it's like they don't yeah. even need to do anything. They just need to swing as fucking hard as they can and get as much swing speed as they can. Hello, Bryson, the biggest genius on tour. Why do you think he's doing what he's doing? Phil Mickelson, he's no dummy. He wants to have a 56-inch club. I mean, even oh. like the, the subpar guys in the field last week are up there. Like, Sink is actually up there. Kokrak's up there. Cameron Sink. Davis is up there. Cameron yeah. Champ is up there. Like, these are guys who didn't play great last week, but, like, won last year. So they're all up there in, like, the top 20. So, um, yeah, I saw Josh is putting out some – I'm very interested in the stats he's going to come up with in mm. terms of finding proximity ranges – Based on driving distance, I think that's of huge importance. So stay tuned to his feed at yeah, Jish Wish thank, if you want to. Thank you dive for bringing a more that up. That. Actually, Joe, uh, the, after this program, there was another program called the Golf Guys. Yeah, uh, uh, found on the Fantasy Golf Pod uh, YouTube page and Twitter page and uh, iTunes page. But it's uh, we're going to dive into a model that Josh has Love created. It. We're going to kind of ask him a little bit about that. So we're going to talk about that next. So if you want to stay tuned and stick around, you can watch that after this. Now. Joe, I was there last week, by the way, and I realized that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like commenting along and like asking you guys all these questions, and you were totally fucking ignoring me. And I'm like, what the fuck's up? Like I was just on the show with these guys, oh, and they are. We would not have ignored you. I was on the Periscope feed, ah. so I'm like, you don't see any. I realize you don't see any of the comments, but after like ten minutes, I started to get a little. My feelings were a little hurt. Like I just did a show with these guys. They won't even answer me now. Yeah, no, whoops. Uh, this commenting <laughs> thing is a problem, but we want interaction. We, we, I'm already missing comments, I think, already tonight. Yeah. Casey Henry's in Casey Henry's my boy. He's, uh, he's from Texas. He's a good guy. All right, so now let's continue down the board, and we'll talk about the names because long shot season. Is this a long shot spot, dude? It's a good spot for it, no doubt about it. Anytime you have a, a shorter course, anytime you have a par 70, I think it brings a lot more guys in to play. Um, okay. The ultimate sort of you know, weather plays a huge important factor in, in long shots and in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really checked the wind as of yet, but I would assume it's relatively down as it was last week. These guys are going to put together good scores. It kept the scores at bay in 2020, but mm. um, I expect them to play well, but we've seen guys, you know, I, I had Brendan Steele here last mm. year, I think at like 110 to one. Mm -hmm. um, we even Cameron Smith, when he hit was a decent number. Kevin Na, when he hit, I think was 60 to one last mm -hmm. year. So we've seen some guys definitely compete. Okay. So then let's ask you, are you interested in Billy Horschel? He's at 45. You got Matt Jones, 45 ish. Maverick McNeely, same thing. Seamus Power, about the same. CH3, course history, man. He's here at 55. That's a trap. Don't do that. Uh, Jason Kokrak is also somebody that I know on your uh, long drive or lunch time long shot video, you did discuss Jason Kokrak. So I see he's drifted to 40, 45 in some places. Would you go there then? I still like it at 45. Yeah, I took a 55. I think depending on where your book is, you may still be able to get that out there. I'm looking at one right now. But um, yeah, I, I look massive wide fairways, huge greens. That's not Kokrak's thing, like giant undulations and uneven lies. Um, that's typically not where he plays his best. Now put him on a par 70 setup with a lot of difficult par fours that demand sort of accuracy and, and precision, both coming into the green and off the tee mm -hmm. is much more suited to sort of his skill set. And the other thing I mentioned was 
Um, we've seen him win three times in the last, what, 14 months off of a horrible performance the week before. So his ability, you know, guys are weird. Like right? every guy is a little bit different. Some guys sort of carry it. Some guys really build into it. And other guys can just figure something out on the range and go from zero, you know, to 100. Dude, you know what uh, it was? He, he, it's the same as Brooks last week, where you know you're out of it. It's thir- you're thirteen under, and you're six to twelve, thirteen strokes behind the leader. You're like he was bad last week. There's no doubt about it. Do I think that he can uh, flip the switch? Look, he even mentioned it uh, when he won in Houston. He was like in eighth or ninth coming into Sunday, and he's like, I felt something on the range that yeah. felt really good, and he went out there and torched the back nine for like six under and won the thing. Uh, so he has that ability. He's a, a top probably 20 player in the world. I don't know if he's still there in OWGR after last week's finish, but he was. And I think his talent level outweighs a 45 to 1, 50 to 1, 55 to 1 number in this type of field that that suits his game pretty well. All right, then talk about Cameron Davis, dude. We know we need to bet that. Yeah, I didn't we? bet him. What? Um, I know he's my guy, but 60 to one, like I, I kind of had to pick and choose. I went with my other guy, Denny, instead at a few more points. Uh, but look, he played awesome last week. This is another good spot for Australian players. I think he's going to do well. I still may have room. If I don't add a guy like in the 20s, mm-hmm. I'll probably go Cam Davis and maybe one more to the card. But he's close. Uh I don't know. I worry about sometimes his his aggressiveness with always taking driver off the tee mm. on a course like this, which could give you a huge advantage. It could also get you into huge trouble. There's okay, a true. lot of tricky carries around these dog legs with trees that we've seen cause guys problems, longer hitters. Bubba, I can remember for sure it caused problems mm-hmm. to Justin Thomas down the stretch one year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I might still yeah. I might still get there. Are you there? Oh yeah. Dude, I'm there automatically at a 50 or 60 to one on a Cameron Davis. This is the man, dude. He's one of the ones that could actually elevate from this level to the next level. Gooch is kind of there too. He's already kind of put himself through the, you know, because he won an RSM or wherever. So Gooch is kind of like, Gooch already did it. So check the box. Whereas like Cameron Davis will do it and then he'll be 30 to one the next time this kind of tournament plays. Yeah. Yeah. So I maybe I, I think I don't want to miss the 50 or 60 because that's great. And it's two or three bucks. That's how my, I roll and that's what I do. You guys feel about Adam Long? I don't know. What about Adam Long? He's played pretty well. He had like three top 25s in a row at one point. He's he's streaky. Yeah, I think um, he has had some good finishes. I'm not usually on him. Let me see if I can pull up. Uh, give me just a second here, Phil. I'm going to see where he sort of ranks in my model and see if he has any. Well, before – okay, dude, CH3. Are we like – No, 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 no. Yeah, like the the, the guy had his all his he's luck. Done. Yeah, it's like he's good. But, I mean, he could we talk about hot. some guys we could see resurgences from. I don't see his career sort of coming on the up. Yeah, so Adam Long, really good putting stats of late. Um, hits a ton of fairways. Should be a decent spot for him. I'm not the course history itself doesn't look great. Seventy eighth in strokes gained total at Wiley in the field over the last six years. So. That's not fantastic. Um, look, anytime, Phil, that you're you're grabbing guys 100 to 1, there's going to be things that don't look great. So uh, just take your couple guys and, and roll with it. All right, I got to ask you. Well, um, now, there's a few names that are longer shots. One of them is Brendan Steele. Did you do the Brendan Steele? Oh, man. So I had a great bet on Brendan Steele last year that gave me a fantastic sweat. He, he cashed a really big top five for me that I think was like 25 to 1. Um, 
I'm not there yet. So, so my dilemma right now is basically grab somebody in the 20 to one, probably mm-hmm. Corey Connors or Cam Davis and Brendan Steele. So I'm trying to figure okay. out like, which is the better, like, would I rather have those two guys or Hideki or Connors basically mm-hmm. is, is my dilemma right now. I like Steele a lot. I think that his course history is fantastic. And this is one of those spots where course history seems to repeat itself and show up to be a factor. So uh, there's a lot to like there. Now, it, this is the point of the board here where you kind of lean a top 10, right? Yeah, you can lean a top 10. So I'm kind of going, oh, man, I'm trying this new strategy. So I'm not doing okay. top 10 and top 20 bets or first round leaders. I'm just going straight outright. It's yep. really worked for me through mm-hmm. the fall and the end of last season um, and just allocating all my money there instead of splitting it up. Okay. So I don't know what does that, that mean? Continue. Like, I, you know, I've done top tens before, but yes, historically, uh, when you start to get to hundred to one, if you want a safer play, it's best to kind of put a little top ten on these guys. You can still sometimes catch double figures on it. Okay, so are you then because you're not doing more money elsewhere, adding more names to the outright list, or like you? I'm just adding more money to them. Okay, really, I'm trying to stick to. Yeah, I fluctuate. Like you see the cards. I go from like six guys to sometimes I'll bet 10 guys in a tournament. Um, And I'll usually stagger them. I I have a certain amount that I want to win and I'll Mm -hmm. bet whatever it takes to get to that amount, basically equally on each guy. So if he's a hundred to one, I don't need to bet nearly as much to get to sort of my target point. That's kind of how I approach it. There's different strategies in play, but, but I'm just basically taking all my money and putting it instead of, top 10s, top 20s, matchups, first round leaders, all these different things. I'm just going to put it all toward outrights because I feel like that's where I'm best. Okay. I, I feel you. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to do a top 10 in this range, you, I look course history too because like ultimately going into the season, we don't have that recent form run up where we kind of don't know where they're at. And some of these people enjoy this course so much that they want to start their seasons here. They've done it a lot over the last 10 years. Right. So it's a good the, spot. Yeah, the Stewart, the Brian Stewart. I mean, even the Kazires, where he's won here, he feels comfortable. People that have like Kucher even could potentially be a top twenty, a top ten bet. I mean, I thought a lot about Kucher. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I think he's done, isn't he? I don't think he's done. Okay, but I thought a lot about it, and then I remembered he kind of looked like shit in that father son tournament. That I, from what I remember, he didn't put very many good swigs on it when he was in the group <laughs> with Tiger. Yeah. And I said to myself during the PNC, like, don't. Don't fall in love with Kucher and thinking like he's going to have some sort of comeback year because you're going to get triple digits on him. I went with Stuart Sink instead. I thought okay. that he oh, actually like has won twice in the last year. He actually did play really well in that sort of PNC father-son thing. So I yeah. shifted gears to him. Plus, he got some tournament reps under the belt where he didn't look too bad last week at a lot of points. He was like in the top 15 um, and he didn't putt well at all. So I expect a little bit of a bounce back there. I think that he's longer. I think that he's almost just as accurate. And I think that he's, uh, over the last six to 12 months, been a significantly better player on the whole than, than a guy like Kucher. And you're basically getting the same number. So I took sync. This is kind of the area of the board, too, where you just lean jack market. And you just pick them on yeah. the jack market and you try to throw a couple bucks on them. You maybe get five shares of them or whatever. Uh, Joe, before we get out of here, I wanted to just talk about last week and how I went a little bit overboard with our new sponsor, our friends at Manscaped. I pumped it a little hard, okay? Uh, I I got some feedback on that. 
I was a little excited. I'm sorry. And okay. uh, let's talk about them. You know, Golf Guys 20 will get you 20% off at Manscaped. You guys already know that because I pumped the hell out of it last week. I wanted to talk about my personal experiences with the products. Now, I'm not going to lie. I got the products in the mail, and it took me a few days to decide, hey, should I go after this thing or not? Really I cool kit that they send it in, by the way. <laughs> like the branding and the packaging that Manscaped has is next level type yeah. shit. It's chill. Like, so like yeah. finally, you know, in my life, I don't have a lot of time, personal time in the bathroom for myself. So I found some and I was like, all right, let's get it and let's go. Let's see what happens. And so, you know, I was worried that this thing was going to nick me or cut me or hit me. Cause you know, you're going down there and I'm a little sketchy. So you want to make sure this is not going to make you bleed anything, <laughs> whatever. Like I was nervous about cutting my balls. Now, so didn't do that. It was great. It was a great experience ultimately. Uh, but you know, I don't know if I, like, I don't think I, I, you can't let it grow back, can you? Like, it's it's over. Like, you got to do this forever, right? Like, you're kind of like, you're committed. I'm in. I'm you're, like, po- you're really pot committed. Yeah, they've got a, a great <laughs> line of back, product, jewels for the jewels, they say. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's good stuff. That lawnmower, lawnmower 4.0 is the real deal. It has, like, a little light on it. It's waterproof. You can take it in the shower. Uh, it's good stuff. No, all right, and the ladies like it. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, the ladies do like this thing that we're doing. Okay, I'm not. Uh, I thought of a slogan, Joe. I'm not a marketing guy by any means. I don't work at Manscaped. They sent us some some options of what to say, but I came up with my own. Ready for it? Yes. If you mow, she might blow. <laughs> Is that inappropriate? <laughs> Uh, that's perfect for our show. I don't know if they can take that nationwide no. to some of their other partners, but uh, that's perfect for our show. I love. All right, that. so uh, Joe, you need to know what the house, and it's on Sung JM, the baby boy. I'm going Sung J house on Sung J, and then you know what? I heard about the Andercust, and I heard about the curse. So I know that Anderson, this Tim Anderson dude, who is on the Mayo shows. <sighs> He'll just curse the shit out of somebody. Like, it's insane. It's, like, almost uncanny. You think your guy is the mush? No. This dude is the definition of the in the uh, Webster mush. Tim Anderson. Can we stop as a golf Twitter community, like, mushing guys at this okay. point? Okay. Mid-tournament. I, f- I feel like I'm slowly turning into, like, the old grumpy guy on the block and, like, morphing into our guy Nagels, which is, cool. like, don't tweet on Thursday. Don't tweet at all. I don't want to hear it's over on Saturday yes. for Cameron Smith when fucking the best player in the world is two strokes back and Patrick Cantley, the number three player in the world, is three back. Like, sure. No, everything just, sets up just, for him. Let's just relax. Golf Twitter should really be for like <laughs> Monday to Thursday morning, and then we should all just like have a 60-second timer on our Great. tweets after that until yeah. like Sunday afternoon. Everyone wants to take the victory laps. Well-deserved. Uh, but yeah, let's let's chill on the Friday. I'm not and even Saturday. afraid of this the curse, honestly. Are you? I'm not afraid of anybody's potential curse because he already he picked Bryson first, so the curse was already used. I feel like, uh, and Bryson withdrew, so then there he's switching to him. So I feel like I'm okay. I'm safe. So I'm going house on him, and I'm going to back up a half a house on Leishman. So I'm going Mark. Kind of playing together, it'll be fun to watch them both on PGA Tour Live, which is great. We talked about that. We got plenty of things to talk about, but you want to use the promo code GOLFGUYS20 at manscaped.com and you want to sign up for Jock Market. You want to do all those things and then you want to stick around right now. We're going to conclude this and fire back up the golf guys. Let's go. Go find the golf guys. Thanks for watching.
See you next Peace week. Peace out, dude. Enjoy golf, guys. Talk to you guys soon. Later. Cheers. Peace out.